Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, and professional wrestling fan. What's up, everyone? How are you doing? Welcome to another episode. Midweek coming at you. You know this conversation is going to be about sports cards. It's going to be about collecting because that's what I do on this damn program. It's the hobby content alternative. And isn't it weird that the alternative is talking about collecting and collectibles? I'm not saying I don't like to make a little money here. I'm not saying I don't like to win big, risk it all, come up, and sell a card for double what I bought it for. But come on, man, we all know we can get twisted, burnt, and sideways on that. The narrative out there is, let's put our money in these players, and let's hope. And if we see someone else do it, then by God, we're going to have that same luck. And that's just not how it all shakes out. So what we do over here on the Stacking Slabs podcast, is we let everybody else talk about their picks, talk about what you should buy, And let that be, and what we do here, talk about operating, talk about mentality, talk about sports, cards, and why we freaking love them. Welcome to another episode. I record this. I'm at home. Always, I feel like I lead these conversations off by saying, man, the preparation in my life and what is being done, I feel like I'm moving 100 miles an hour. Baby is arriving soon. I am recording from a new desk. We got a little stacking at Stacking Slabs HQ. We've got a little office space going on. It's updated. Um, it used to be a guest bedroom. Now this is my recording studio slash office slash hobby room slash wrestling room. All the slashes because I got a new baby coming in as my my neighbor here next door. And speaking of which, we got our baby shower with family friends today it's gonna be awesome gotta enjoy those moments with family gotta enjoy uh, moments where you can celebrate life and what's happening Um, and by god that's what we're doing here i'm excited this episode's dropping i am going to be back in chicago and no i am not going back to chicago to Relive the old memories and dreams of the national 2021. No, this time I'm continuing this degenerate wrestling addiction that I have. And I'm jumping all in. You know me. I'm an all-in guy. And that's what we're doing on All Out weekend or week, if you will, in Chicago. I'm fired up. Anyone hear about that CM Punk guy? Man, he has made ripple effects transcending just wrestling communities and circles and now spreading to the mainstream and there are many people that are like damn i left wrestling you know seven years ago because it sucked it wasn't for me but now they see this guy their hero it's the summer of freaking punk and he's on a brand new brand and it's called all elite wrestling and that's what i'm doing this week that's where i'll be this is my last trip before the baby comes so i'm gonna go all out at all out 
That's what I'm doing. Give you a little quick rundown. Wednesday night, Dynamite, live in Chicago. I'll be there. Thursday, a little day off. A little day off from wrestling. I'm sure there'll be something in the mix at some level. Friday, I'm going to Rampage. You already know. Saturday, doing a little AEW Fan Fest, and we're checking out that GCW show. Shout out the Deathmatch King, Matt Cardona, GCW champ, just announced on that show. There's a ridiculous main event. It is like a war game style. Oh, man, Nick Gage is involved. Um, hopefully, we're not in the front row. There's going to be just glass tubes, and you, you, you name it. It's going to be madness. And then Sunday, the main event. All freaking out. That's how I'm bringing in my Labor Day. Hopefully, you're all um, enjoying some time off in your Labor Day, too. But I am just feeling the energy around this brand. I'm fired up. I'm really excited. I'm going to check out at FanFest. Bring this into sports cards a little bit. Do they have some representation from Upper Deck? Are they talking about the cards? I know people are getting real fired up about those cards. And for me, I think I've had a, you know, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in on all elite. Look at what I just said. I'm going all this stuff. But I was having a little conversation with my man, Steve. Shout out Vintage Pacers. And we were talking about the new product. He's a fan of AEW. And, you know, I had this moment of reflection where, you know, the kid in me wants to just go buy up all these hobby boxes. But the collector in me says, you know what? I hate losing on the rip. And I might just hang tight and watch those singles of those guys like that I love. Like my, my man doing cowboy shit. Adam Hangman Page and just see, see if some of these singles flood the market right away. And I think I'd rather allocate my funds to that. But that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm fired up for. This episode, we're getting to the mailbag. Haven't done a mailbag uh, conversation in quite some time. Got some really good questions. Going to address those. Hopefully that'll be, get to all of them. We're going to do that. So I'm going to fly through some of this stuff. Football season, here we go. Preseason's over with. Real deals coming up. Optimism is reigning supreme. You have a team. I have a team. Your friend has a team. Everyone has a team. It's awesome. We're all undefeated at this point until we step into that week one, until that first game where you got the Cowboys and the Buccaneers squaring off. I'm fired up for that game. I'm going to watch a little Dak Prescott versus Tom Brady. How you doing? Um, But yes, we are in the thick of it. The football card market is stronger than ever. And the reason why it's stronger than ever, think about this. We went from Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, the ultimate hobby Super Bowl, and there has been no no rest. There has been constant communication, constant focus. People are excited, and the reason why a lot of people are involved and a lot of people are excited is, duh, everybody watches football. Here in Indianapolis, beautiful city that I live in, the city that I love. I live downtown Indianapolis. I live one mile away from Lucas Oil Stadium. That's a, that's that's intentional, okay, everyone? That's intentional from a season ticket holder. I cannot wait to leave my house on uh, week one Sunday, put on my Carson Wentz jersey, be with my buddy, with season ticket holder, walk from my house to the stadium to see the Indianapolis Colts versus the Seattle Seahawks week one. Oh, baby, that gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Russ Wilson's in town. Heard from my man, Heard, heard, heard from my man, Winswagon, that Carson has never beat Russ. And I was thinking about it. You know, every Eagles-Seahawks game, I know the Seahawks had the Eagles number, but I didn't realize that. So hopefully we turn that around 
week one, but everyone's excited about football and football cards right now because, because everyone has a quarterback and every quarterback has potential. It's really ridiculous. Go look at all the divisions, go run down the roster with the exception of a few. Everyone's got someone who could be better than they were last year. Obviously that's not going to happen across the board, but our hobby loves to speculate. And I think that's what's making a lot of interest in people realizing, you know what? I got a fantasy football team. You know what? I got a squad. You know what? I do nothing but watch Red Zone on Sunday. So why in the hell wouldn't I collect football cards? We're just getting started. I am fired freaking up. Also, too, another just to pivot real quick off of basketball, I posted this and I just couldn't believe it. Looking at John Moran's hollow, okay, PSA 10 hollow, John Moran. It had been, it was down 75% from like this time last year. And it just led me to think about a lot of different things. And it just said, okay, here's a cycle. John Morant's already proven himself as a fun and exciting talent that has a fan base that has potential. But his card, his card, that card down 75% in a year's time. It's crazy. And this just reminded all you people who get that itch. Who get that itch, you want to go prospecting. Think about John Moran as a prospect, okay? He's delivered, okay? I think it's safe to say he's a really good player, could be the future of the league, a big piece of that. And that card is down 75%. And then you go look at the prices of people are throwing down on, you know, LaMelo Ball and all these guys right now. And it's just, and PSA's closed. Like if you pulled, on uh, Optic, if you pulled, let's say, a hollow LaMelo ball, and you, you'd have to pay $200 to get it graded by PSA, okay? And then what happens a year from now? So just think about the long game, everybody. Basketball, football, whatever your sport you're in. Collect what you like, of course. We always want to do that. But also be smart about it because you can see the ripple effects. You can see what happens when excitement wanes a little bit. I just want to say thank you, everyone, for all the feedback that you're giving me on the Stacking Slash podcast. Really appreciate it. Obviously, last week, a little bit of a slower week, a little bit of time to reflect. Does anyone want to talk about sports cards? Does anyone want to do it out there? Do you want to talk about sports cards? If you're listening while you're running in the car, at work, downtime, with kids, thank you so much. Let's talk about cards. You know, collecting. It's it's funny that a hobby content alternative like Stacking Slabs is an alternative because we're talking about collecting. Collecting is the foundation of this damn hobby. Without collecting, this thing goes sideways quick. quick. There's not enough content on collecting. Anytime I talk about collecting or talk to a collector like my man Joey, the e-trader on IG, with wisdom, I get great feedback. Scanning the hobby content landscape is, from my perspective, is we need more conversations about collecting, okay? Not about the money behind the cards. Let's talk about the damn collecting. The money matters, of course. It always will matter. But the passion behind the pursuit, okay? Passion over profit. Shout out to everyone who, every time I say that, says, that's a great catchphrase. That should be your catchphrase. It is my catchphrase, damn it. Passion over profit. What I want to know from you is I want to know why you buy. Tell me why you buy. Why do you collect? I want to know that. I want to hear the stories behind it. I want to understand why you hunt. Why you hunt? Why you get out of bed? Why sports cards mean so much to you? 
For me, life is getting serious. I led with that child on the way. I've got a business that requires my undivided attention right now, okay? Fitness, mental health is important to me. I take care of those things. My family, most important thing. Collecting is my escape. When I'm collecting and communicating, when I'm hunting, communicating, or collecting, I feel like I'm in the early days of my life. We all want to be kids again at some level. Cards help connect us to those memories. And that's the fucking best. That's the best. So all this shit that goes on with people bullshitting, sewing circles, pissing around, moaning, complaining, not for me. Get out of here. Because this is my escape. My life is serious. When I want to go into cards, I don't give a fuck about all the pissing and moaning. I don't. I'm sorry. You can say, oh, he's Mr. Positive. He's this. He's that. I don't care. I'm here for cards to escape and be away from all of the complaints. That's why this last week was great. Less pissing, less moaning, more enjoying, more people enjoying collecting cards. And that's what I want to hear. I want to hear from you. I love that. Nostalgia is a driver that can help push this passion over profit, okay? I protect this from outside interference because I need it. And without it, I'm not complete. I like collecting and collectors because it presents the opportunity to be unique and stand out. The mainstream thing right now is to go out, new packs, new products, and let's go chase the guy that we think is going to be the next guy. Follow the mainstream. Go put our money into something and go collect a guy that we think is going to be the guy. Well, what happens if it, he's not the guy? That sucks. We all go through that. And I'm not here to say we shouldn't prospect, we shouldn't speculate. But the fact that there's so many platforms out there telling you to do that all the time, and that's their message and that's their narrative, not for me. Not my, that's not why I'm in the hobby. And I understand there's different flavors of the hobby and everyone has interest. But if you're listening to the Damn Stacking Slabs podcast, I know you're a collector and I know you're a passionate collector and you're the reason why this show keeps going. And that's what I love. Some say we might have some sort of attachment issues or abandonment issues in what we collect. We all as human beings have these attachments to desires and things that we love. Then there's this fear of missing out and buying what your neighbor buys. I think it's okay to be influenced, but don't copy it. Understanding the purpose behind a collection is powerful. There is intention there. There is nostalgia there. There is a connection with the present, future, and the past. Everyone says collect what you like. How about collect what represents you and what defines you? How about we do that? Because then you have stories, you have memories, you have moments that when you're posting the shit out of that card because you just got it on a mail day, you can write a paragraph to tell us why you bought that card and what that means to you. That's the stuff that sends chills down my spine. Understanding why you're into a certain player, what he or she does for you, and why you're spending hundreds and thousands of dollars on a player, a team, a set, a parallel. That's what I want to hear. Fill my feed with that. Fill my feed with that. And if let's just say this right now. I'm going to say this right now because I want this to just build. I want there to be momentum. But if you're listening to this episode and you've got a card, 
that means a lot to you that you, you, you want to post, post the card and tag me. But if you tag me, talk about the card. Talk about the card, why you bought it, and what it means to you. Tag it. I'll repost it because we need more people posting their stuff with confidence, being unique, and sharing what they like to buy. Collect what represents you. Collect what defines you. I mentioned him, but I just got to give another shout out to my man, Joey, at the E-Trader. Tons of good feedback on that episode. I love talking to people like Joey. It inspires me. It's, It's like free consultation for me. Hopefully you look at it as free consultation to you. And you bring these stories of the 2002 Black Tops Chrome Tom Brady refractor and then realizing it's his first Tops Chrome refractor, realizing the stories behind it. And those are the stuff that I love to share on this show. I love it. Got my man, Chris Costa, Costa Cards, on the pod this Friday. Keeping the heat, baby. He's doing big things, throwing shows in Boston. Big night breaks. He's just making it happen. Um, I'm really excited to bring him on. I'm really excited to, excited to get to know him, talk through his process, talk through how he approaches the market as a dealer, as someone who's putting on shows. I love people that are all in in the hobby. And from my observations of him, he's all in. Let's go. All right, baby. Mailbag. Mailbag time. Let's go. Couple doubles on some some questions, but I'm going to try to get to them all right here. First question from HH Trading Cards. What's up? What do you think of all this wrestling buzz after uh, a couple weekends ago? What does it do for cards? So HH, I'm sure, is referring to CM Punk, and he's referring to SummerSlam. I think it helps. I don't know exactly what these these uh the product does for cards in the immediate but i think it helps i think what it takes is stars and we need stars to be born we need stars to be promoted in the 80s you had a star in hulk hogan the attitude area you had stars like stone cold and the rock i can feel the momentum around wrestling and wrestling cards i mean i think uh, someone like a cm punk returning and getting more eyeballs on wrestling cards inevitably will trickle down to there being interest in cards, wrestling cards. My feeds are filling up. Um, Twitter's filling up. There's a lot of people that are excited, which it just makes so much sense. It's like, okay, like they're characters and they remind you of nostalgia. Um, But I think this all, this trickles all the way back up to modern and what I'm seeing with modern and people are starting to make decisions on cards based on rarity and scarcity and buying cards of guys that might not be talked about by a bunch of other people, but starting to be unique and starting to buy wrestlers that define them. And that's what I love. So I think it's a slow build, incremental people coming in, buying new cards. But I think that's what's good. And that's what makes for a sustainable market. Trading card finds. Do you sing Stevie Wonder to your cards? I do not sing Stevie Wonder to my cards. Um, I'm not the best singer, unfortunately. But if you sing Stevie Wonder to your cards, I appreciate that. I do. That's something unique. And we just need to be unique people, okay? Got my man Kyle at the Wax Museum. Let's go. Is there something wrestling cards do well that you'd want Panini to adopt in basketball and football? Kyle, I'm pointing this question right at you because 
I think the thing I know that you like, which I think wrestling does pretty well, is the relics and fully loaded is a set I'm going to talk about specifically. We've chatted a little bit about, but people don't know it. Fully loaded is a great set from Tops and WWE because they use event used stuff in their product. And I think that's great. And I know there's this whole debate and controversy on player worn and game worn and unworn as, uh, I think the Chris, uh, Chris from the Card Ladder team, I've seen him say, how cool is having a matte relic from a match that was powerful and significant to you? I've got a Bailey with a matte relic from the 2015 TakeOver Brooklyn match with Sacha Banks, matte relic from the fully loaded set. It is nice. It is big. It is a card that I really like. I bought it at the National, but I love it because now I know, and I can tell this to my daughter because inevitably I'm gonna, she's going to have a decision if she wants to be a wrestling degenerate or not. But if she is a wrestling degenerate, of course I'm going to show her that match because it's arguably the greatest female match of all time. And I can have a piece of mat from that match. That's cool. And so I think that's something that wrestling is able to do and they're doing well. And I still think there's more opportunities for them as well. Drake's PC. What would you like to see fanatics do to bring more people into the hobby? I think for me, it's make it segment by interest. I don't see enough companies doing that. Cater to the different needs. There are so many different flavors of the hobby. And I think if fanatics can view the sports card market in segments and begin to satisfy each of those segments in a way, um, and it could be, it could be, just not as many one one to many, but more one to one. Um, I don't exactly know what that looks like, but they've got plenty of time to figure it out. Um, whether that's new products, whether that's new content, but really, I think we're such a diverse hobby, and there are pockets everywhere. I think fan- if fanatics can present to those pockets, then they'll begin to win the hearts and minds of collectors at an earlier stage than later. Curly wrestling cards, is there a trend in wrestling card prices like other sports? I'm seeing growth, but growth, but it's not the same. I think there needs to be more, more time, more exposure, and more stars. Um, there, the cards are going up little by little, which is good. I think we, what we don't want is these big jumps and these big spikes and then to come back down. So I have seen some, some growth, but it's, it's small, incremental, which is good. Sports card therapists, aside from Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, which two quarterbacks will have the most success? Hobby is high on about 10, 8 to 10 quarterbacks. We know that won't be the case. Okay. The first guy I'm going to throw out, the hobby is really high on right now, but I just absolutely love this guy. I love his situation. I love his division is Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen has all the tools. He's got the team. He's in the right division. Um, I'm high on Josh Allen, and I would expect his excellence to continue and for him to continue to take that next step. Now to take that next step is right. Getting a Super Bowl appearance, but I think him and the bills are highly capable of making a push. And I just, I think he's just got a fantastic situation and want me to throw another one out. I'm going to put on my Homer hat here. I'm going to say Carson wins. Okay. I know I'm a Homer. I know I'm a Colts guy. This Colts team preseason. I don't, I don't, take too much into but they just want all their games that says something i think frank reich has this team 
where he wants it. I think Carson Wentz is walking into a very, very nice situation. Um, and I just, no one's talking about him. <laughs> like aside, aside from like a couple Colts guys, um, everyone's written him off, which is fine. And those are the opportunities that I love. That last moment where he's on the sideline in Philadelphia when shit's hitting the fan and no one knows what's going on and then he's gone. And man, now he's back on the field and now he's like making these throws. And I'm watching the training camp shit every day and I'm just like, this guy is like, he's mobile. He is just got a cannon and, you know, I, I know he's not the perfect quarterback, but I personally, I'll just say, I love the situation he's walking into. Um, I think the Colts are a really good team. Am I saying they're going to win the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz? No, I'm not saying that. But I just, I'm saying like no one's talking about this guy and he's walking. I, I'm a situation guy. I like the situation guys are in. I think Wentz has got a good one. Mostly 90s basketball cards. How would you promote Fanatics as a card brand while we wait? That is a, a great question. Mostly 90s basketball cards. And it's, has me thinking as a marketer here. So my first thing that I would do if I was uh, in charge of marketing at Fanatics would be I would develop content streams specific to these different flavors of the hobby we have. So what I would do is in order to make this happen, I would not go bring a bunch of guys and start creating these platforms because I know this best. This takes a long time to build and earn trust where people come in and listen to my show every week and know that there's not any hooks or traps. But what I would do if I were them is, you know, it's, it's, it's a model of bringing on proven performance, people who have platforms and shows and begin to bring them under the, the umbrella of fanatics. Because if you're doing this, not only are you bringing in new content streams, but you're bringing in the most important thing that you need as the player in the hobby, and that's trust. You're bringing in audience members who trust the person delivering the message. And if you have that under the Fanatics umbrella, you're going to be able to level up in a big way. Cater to each segment and specialize in those verticals, like I said before. Drop news if you're Fanatics at every big moment. Every big moment, I would be at shows, I'd be at the National, I'd be dropping news. Because this right here, Everyone says there's this big gap in between, you know, when they take over or whatever. To me as a marketer, this is the, this is the perfect opportunity to build freaking momentum. And you build momentum with content. You build momentum by delivering value and being strategic with the way you go. Get placement everywhere. That's what I would do if I was in charge. KCMO card does fanatics. Here's another fanatics. Does fanatics ruin the hobby? I don't think so. I'm an optimist though. I think change is good. I think it's still too early to see. I think getting smart people involved is really good. I think understanding how the hobby operates is really good. I think more opportunity and exposure is really good. So no, I don't think Fanatics ruins the hobby. I think you, everyone just needs to take some time, take a deep breath, and just let this baby play out. One-up collectibles. I get the occasional hobby burnout. Would love to hear how you combat and prevent this sort of thing. Like it's always good to take a step back. If something is going on that doesn't make me happy, I typically just get rid of it. Again, this is my escape. Whether it's people or something I'm doing, I just get rid of it. Grading and subbing cards before PSA and everything shut down, it was taking too much time and I didn't love it. Like I was just like, I got to stop this shit. Not saying I'm not going to grade, but just these bulk subs and stuff. 
posting something people on Instagram, if I don't like it, I'm just get rid of it. Like I'm the CEO of Stacking Slabs. You're the CEO of your Instagram page. Like go for it. Just do what makes you happy. Take a step back. Don't feel like you need to be on for anybody but yourself. Card Messiah 19 is the di- wants me to talk about the difference between inserts and case hits. He says it's an interesting topic. It is an interesting topic. And I guess I'll take this from the lens of rarity. When I people love to position case hits, inserts in certain ways. And like I always try to reverse engineer it and say, okay, one, are they numbered? Okay, if they're not numbered, let me look at the pop reports. Okay, and look at the pop reports and let me look at pack odds. I think pack odds are a lost art. Like going back, studying pack odds. Um, I've seen just in wrestling specifically as wrestling cards, you know, the chrome stuff is uh, picking up. People are, you know, promoting these refractors or promoting certain parallels as being rare and stuff. And I just go to, you know, wrestlingtradingcards.com. He's got all the, Tony's got all the pack odds and stuff. And you're like, you know, this is like one in every four packs. Like this is an odd this isn't this isn't rare, but then you have it listed on eBay and a PSA nine for like four hundred dollars. Like that doesn't make any sense. So for me, I always look at inserts and case hits from the perspective of like rarity and try to figure out what is really rare because all the information and data is usually there. You just got to go do the work, Mister Big Al, Big Mister Al. Excuse me, sorry, Mister Al. Dad wants to enter the hobby now. What? How do you guide new interest entrance? Listen to Stacking Slabs. All right, next question. Just kidding, but not really. Listen to Stacking Slabs. But really, like, this show is about my process, what I'm doing. So, like, what I would say to your dad would be, you kind of just got to jump head first into it and figure it out. You got to study. You got to want to do the work. You got to want to consume content. You got to want to figure out what's for you. You got to fail. You're going to fail. You're going to have better days than others. Then when you do the work and you go through all these motions, you eventually find a spot in a lane in the hobby that you love. And that's where I'm at right now. Another one from HH Trading Cards. What does the Fanatics deal mean for Tops and WWE? I have no idea. I haven't really thought about this. The first thing when I read your question was, man, wouldn't that be interesting if WWE um, got picked up by Panini? I would love to see uh, WWE, WWE Prism. Like, I can't imagine like gold Roman Reigns Prism cards. Like, that gives me like goosebumps. I'd love to see that. Card Potamus. If pop reports don't matter, why do Brady Chrome PSA 10s outprice Bowman's? I think just brand matters. Brand always matters. Like Tops Chrome matters. So I think just in in the stack ranking of things, like I love Finest, but I know like, and I love, I, one of the reasons why I love Finest, not only is like the look and feel, but I also know like I'm not going to have to pay the premium typically for Chrome. So I think it's just a brand thing. Last question from another one from Drake's QBs and teams that will overperform and underperform. Okay, let's just give you two. So back to the quarterbacks thing. Underperform, and I say this, and I don't want everyone to jump on me because I like this player, but I'm just saying based on last season, the expectations are high. So underperform, I'm going to say Baker. I'm going to say there's so much hype on Baker right now. It's crazy. He earned that by having a season that he did last year and winning a couple playoff games. I'm looking at Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray needs to do that this year. If Kyler Murray doesn't pull a Baker Mayfield in year three, uh uh-oh, trouble train. A lot of pressure on Kyler Murray this year. No one's talking about that, but there's a lot. Guy's got to win. Guy's got to make it to the playoff games. He's got to make it to the playoffs. So Baker did that in his year three. He won two playoff games. 
The Browns are stacked. The Browns are stout. There's a lot of pressure on the Browns to do it again and even better. It's going to be tough. So I'll just say, even though I like him, I like Baker. Hey, he'll underperform. Overperform? Here's a guy that it seems like he's getting lost in the shuffle a little bit and a guy that uh, Joey brought up. But I'm going to just say Joe Burrow just because the expectations in Cincinnati aren't aren't massive. But I think this guy's great. Like He's coming off an injury, but Joe Burrow's legit. He really is. So I think he would be my pick for a guy that I think is going to overperform. Thank you so much for taking some time. Listen to Stacking Slabs. Hopefully you're all enjoying your time in the hobby. Really appreciate that. If I could ask you to do one thing, tell a damn friend about Stacking Slabs. Subscribe, leave a review. I love all of you. You all rock. Take care. Back on Friday, another episode. Toss the cards. Let's go. 